You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, guys? Kel Charles Mary Murray here, and you are listening to Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. Happy Friday, guys. I'm so freaking excited for the game this weekend. Like, I cannot contain myself. I'm, um, I'm about to hop on this flight in like a couple hours, and I'm ready to go. Yeah, in case you guys were unaware, uh, Megan Murray and I, Kelsey Charles, we will be attending the game in Kansas City at Arrowhead. So if you're going to be there, let's be friends. We're going to tailgate and uh, come through while we beat the Chiefs. Yeah, GTP takes KC. It's, let's go. <laughs> it's very exciting for us. Um, I'm, I know I repeat myself consistently. I, so. was, I was like, how long till she says it? <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure I've said this a million times. Like, did you guys know I ran training camp? I used to run training camp. I'm also uh, originally from Kansas City. <laughs> so um, this is fun for me. It's a little bit of like a homecoming. And then Meg has a lot of ties to Kansas City as well with family. And so um, we're big KC people uh, on the side. So this is going to be a fun one. And I'm personally very excited. My um, my childhood best friend is picking me up from the airport with Joe's KC. I'm going to call it Oklahoma Joe's because that's what it is. Um, Oklahoma <laughs> Joe's barbecue I know this is probably a, a very interesting take for a native, but I Z-Man's great. I personally prefer the pulled pork. Um, I get the pulled pork and I love their French fries. And I'm just very excited for that in a Boulevard wheat, like stack. So like, have you put French fries on the pulled pork sandwich? Because <sighs> no, I recommend never done that. And I need to, and then the sauce, you got to slap that sauce on there. Oh, hell yeah. So that's the main thing. A lot of people this week are like having conversations, uneducated conversations about (laughs) barbecue and Kansas city barbecue specifically guys. Um, if you didn't know, Kansas city barbecue is like burnt ends, pulled pork and sauce. Like that's what they're known for. And when I moved to Texas, I learned very quickly that sauce is offensive. And sauce so is not offensive. Uh, if you ask someone like when they do like this crazy dry rub and they're like, and the first thing you ask for is sauce, they're like, how about you try it first before you just like, Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Like, like the Texas barbecue is meant to stand alone, correct. but like you can put your sauce on there. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm big and I love the sauce here in Texas, but like, I like it spicy too. Spicy or yes. it's just different. Like the, the barbecue I get here is like, I get like the turkey and I get the brisket and I get like, it's like, if I'm going to give you my order <laughs> that no one cares about at Rudy's, <laughs> Rudy's? Like, 
Oh, if I'm in Austin, like driving to the lake or something, I'm going to Rudy's. Like, I'm sorry. I am. It's not like it's the best barbecue of all time, but like, it's not bad at all. I'm just surprised that was the one that we're, that you're like going for right now. No, like I'll like Franklin, Hardy, like all those other ones, like I've gotten all the culture and barbecue, but like, if we're just talking about if I'm driving out to the lake in Austin, like I'm going to go into Rudy's stop at the gas station off 360 and go to get like, I want like a half hottie, a half regular sausage. And then I want half a pound lean, like a pound, like wet. And I'm just, it's just, and then I want, give me an entire loaf of bread. Like I need an entire <laughs> loaf of bread. Don't give me these four pieces, like half a loaf minimum or else you're dead to me. I, I mean, I love um, it. <laughs> I, th- this is an incredible order. However, I'm like, I, <laughs> I'm like already plotting, like, what, what do I want to eat while I'm there? Like, where am I stopping? What am I doing? I am like, the we, amount we of, do have really good barbecue here. So like, no, hate. the amount of food I'm going to eat between now and the end of next week is going to be egregious. <laughs> like I'm already trying to scheme on how I can get a Popeye's turkey as a part of my like food lineup this week. Like it's disgusting the amount of food I'm like planning to. Inhale. Well, we're also both going to be at the Thanksgiving game for the Raiders uh, yeah. matchup and Mama Murray has a uh, smoked turkey on lock. So you don't have to worry your worry about that. We'll tell you guys what lot we are. Maybe we won't, but it's going to be lit. <laughs> we'll be the excited. same one as last time. Hot 12, baby. <laughs> we in this. <laughs> all right. Um, so I just have to give some props really quickly because um, you guys all understand at this point in time what an absolute queen and gem of a human being that Megan Murray is. Yeah. When I tell y'all, she effing knocked it out of the park with this guest this week. I mean, unbelievable. Well, I have to give major props to my dear friend Mel Walker for uh, putting me on to some Danny Welniak today because um, she, yeah, that knocked it out of the park with that pick. Like I, when I went to her Twitter, I was like, yes, a hundred percent. I don't need to see anybody else. No one send me any more suggestions. This is it. I have to have her. So. Yeah. She, I, I said it when we brought her on, but like, she really is the perfect cross section of our interests. Like our, your, your collegiate football affiliations, uh, my, it's, she's like the reverse of me in terms of like growing up in Texas and then, you know, cheering for a team and then cheering for the Cowboys and then moving to Kansas city and like working with them professionally. And so like, she's more of a, a Kansas city fan. Like I'm the exact opposite, like growing up at KC and like, then I worked for the Cowboys. So it's just a, I was like, and then she also, I didn't tell her this, but like she was wearing a special special Olympics, Kansas shirt. And I got a little like emotional internally because I used to do a lot of work with them in Kansas city. And I was like, I love you. Like you're amazing. <laughs> and I just like really feel and, like, like just incredibly knowledgeable. Ah, she's such a badass. I love her. She's so yeah, cool. And, and she used to play football herself professionally. Like a what Super a Bowl ring. A Super Bowl ring. Um, yeah, look her up on Huddle too, because she's just like juking people. It's incredible. <laughs> like, I'm so I might have a girl a girl crush. It's fine. I'm fine with that. I really am fine with that. I'm not afraid to admit it. No, I'm at this point in my life, I'm old enough to understand like what it is and what it isn't. So um but we've, we've talked it up enough because I'm very excited for this game this weekend, all the food we're going to eat, the barbecue, if you're going to be there, come see us. Um, but either way, uh, without further ado, let's get into this interview with uh, Danny Welniak. 
All right. Today we have Danny Welniak. She is the sports director at KCTV5. Um, she is also a 2008 Women's Super Bowl champion, a three-time Pro Bowler, and a 2010 gold medalist. What is it like to be an icon? Wow. <laughs> no big deal. No, thanks big for deal. throwing my whole resume out there. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, those are my claims to fame. And actually being on this podcast is a blessing and a little bit of a retro throwback because I earned most of those awards while I was in Dallas playing for the Dallas Diamonds, which is the women's professional football team down there. I think they're now like the, the Texas Spartans or something like that, Texas Spartan elite. Uh, but when they were the Dallas Diamonds, those were my glory days. I I can now talk about that while I'm here in Kansas City. We watched the clips. I mean, yeah. you're, you were giving me like Alvin Kamara. I'm not going to lie to you. Just like slipping <laughs> through all the defenses. Like you're a, you're a bit of a boss, like in the return <laughs> game and everything. And I was like, again, like I just, I wasn't ready. I was not ready. Most people aren't when I'm like, Hey, you guys need to go check out my huddle clips. Most people are like, okay, what are you talking about? What well, this girl is crazy. But then they see the punt return for a touchdown where the defender grabs my ponytail and literally yanks me. And I somehow get out of it and I still score the touchdown. And I go, oh, I got so mad okay. at that one. And I, <laughs> I know what that feels like to get your ponytail yanked. I was like, oh, the fact that she recovered from that so well. Um, well, clearly I've, I've cut the hair. So now the, the ponytail is much shorter these days. <laughs> so no problems. I'm honestly though, all of like, I'm so impressed by your resume, but I was genuinely um, excited because you you really are like the perfect intersection of Megan and I's interests to be totally frank with you. And we were talking about it before we hit record. So you are, you were in Dallas and you've been a Cowboys fan growing up. Right. And I want to get into why, because I did a little research and I learned why, and that's pretty cool. Uh, bury the lead much anyways. Um, and then you are now in Kansas city and you worked for the chiefs. And so you're kind of like, I don't know what game, like who I want to win. I think I want the chiefs to win, but you know, TBD and I, again, if you guys know I'm from Kansas city, grew up, you know, I guess kind of a Chiefs fan, but then worked for the Cowboys. And so here we are. And then, and then on top of it, your dad played for Nebraska. And we all know if you follow Megan Murray, go big red. Uh, yeah, I baby. Have, I'm going to have to yeah, get your take on Runza. Cause we have like a running argument about Runza on this show. So you'll have to give your input on that. And hopefully you pick the right team. <laughs> I, okay. Okay. Now you've set me up for all of these different storylines that I have no idea what direction Look, to go. Look, i but you have absolutely blown my mind. You guys are uh, incredible. Um, I guess what I, I guess we'll start with the Runza. Like, uh, yeah, that's, 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 I, that's the most important. I am. I I love. I love Runzas. I love ah! Runza Hut. I'm sorry. It's, it's mainly because it's a nostalgia thing. So every time we would go home or we would go back to see my dad's side of the family, we'd stop at a Runza Hut and everybody would get Runzas. But then my mom learned how to make Runzas, and so like we. And we had runs all the time. So it was great. Okay. See, I, I hear, here's what I've heard. I think I'm a little bit jaded because I went with my like high school boyfriend and he took me, he's from Nebraska and we went and I feel like that's kind of why I just decided I didn't like it. Cause well, first of all, it was terrible. Um, but second, <laughs> I mean, it must've been a bad day. Must, it was a, you know what? We're not day. together anymore. So like, that's probably just telling in itself. Like we can erase those experiences all together. Uh, and start and when I tell you, she like tweeted about not liking Renza and my mom was like, so offended. <laughs> well, Yeah. <laughs> 
Some like, people are incredibly passionate about their food choices. Yeah. Yes. I love Runza. Yes. Yeah, I know. So I will try again one day, but today is not that day. Um, no, <laughs> I do want to dive into a little bit though, about your, your, your past and all of that. Cause you're just a really cool person already. And I'm just like, shouts out to Megan Murray for finding you because what a gym. Um, <laughs> but you- Shout out to uh, my Kansas City peeps for like turning me on. Like I every I asked a bunch of people and everyone was like, Danny Wellnack. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> yes. So you're a Cowboys fan. Um, but I'd like to hear your reasoning as to why, because I uh, again did a little digging on you. It's a pretty cool story. Well, now I'm very interested to see which story you actually dug up because I have a couple of different like nuggets that I've shared with certain people here and there about like why I'm a Cowboys fan or how I came to be a Cowboys fan. Um, And the story kind of evolves the the older I get. Uh, So I don't know if it's because it just becomes more of a fishtail or what, but um, it, uh, when, when I was growing up, when I was in Dallas, my mom actually was dating a gentleman who, um, worked for the Dallas Cowboys, ran autograph sessions, kind of did uh, like fan experiences and stuff. And so we enjoyed the Cowboys, but when we started working with him and he allowed me to work with his company, um, we got to be a part of the autograph sessions and got to talk to some of the players and um, really get to know them at a personal level. And so um, kind of fell in love with them from that perspective. Mom obviously was there to take us to the Cowboys games. And um, it was, it was a blast. And honestly, the, uh, the reason that I ended up getting into football uh, and playing football was because um, I did an autograph session with Tony Romo and was in charge of basically taking his tickets for like the people coming up and him signing things. And this is while he was still a backup in Dallas. So people are like, he got maybe like, 50 people at these autograph <laughs> sessions. This is like, like oh, the guy who's playing flag football with the staff still, Tony Romo. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Back up. Like, who knows if he's going to start at some point? We don't really know. Um, he was not the Tony Romo that we all know now. But anyways, I asked him about like potentially playing women's professional football and just like doing it, like going for it because I had other plans with my life. And um, he said, it's so simple. I look back on it and I'm like, it really wasn't that like life altering from his perspective. He probably was just saying something. Um, but when we were talking about it, he goes, you know what? You got to follow your dreams and you got to do what makes you happy. And if that's what makes you happy, then go play football. And I'm like, Oh, that is so inspirational. Like, let's do it. So I did. And I fell in love with it. And so I haven't told anybody this yet, but actually at the, uh, the last Super Bowl, we got a chance as a CBS affiliate to interview the broadcast crew. Oh. And Tony Romo is on the broadcast crew. And so after we were done doing our little question session, I told him, I said, Hey, I just want you to know, you probably don't remember this. This was like a couple decades ago. Like this was a long time ago, but you're the reason that I have a Super Bowl ring and that I played football. And he was like, that's the best story I've heard all day. Okay. You're, you're officially my favorite. And I'm like, Oh yes. I <laughs> didn't even know that he was changing a life that day, but he did. So that's kind of like the whole long story of how I'm a Cowboys fan. And I still, I still am a Cowboys fan at heart. Let's be totally honest, yeah. but I am it a never goes away. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't. There's always that, there's always that little piece in your heart. I just, I just love the star, but, um, and it's a piece of who I am, but now obviously I'm up here in Kansas city. I love the chiefs. They've done a lot for my career and, um, I really enjoy covering Patrick Mahomes. So 
There, there I mean, go. who wouldn't? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, no, I mean, I didn't, I didn't read that part. That's pretty cool. Uh, I was unaware of that story. I love that. I actually, I feel like that's a good depiction of, of, of Tony Romo, especially like when, you know, before he started to really, really get big. I personally wasn't around for that era, but you know, there's a lot of talk about like him just kind of being this personable guy and he always was playing flag football with the staff and like he was like you know I even think there was some pickup basketball involved which probably shouldn't be surprising because you know he's actually pretty good at it um but yeah that's awesome that's really cool and then your dad did your dad play for Nebraska yes so he was uh he originally was a walk-on he's from little little town of Ord, Nebraska and he walked on um, the Nebraska football team to play linebacker because um, he was inspired by his dad who passed away when he was really little. Um, and so he ended up ending, ended up battling. He got a starting spot. He ended up getting a scholarship his senior year and then was named captain. So um, every time we go back up to Lincoln, we have to go into the little like Nebraska, I say little, it's huge. Yeah. The Nebraska like hall of fame and captains like center where there's like the cool, like star wars doors where it's like oh yeah all the captain's <laughs> pictures and my dad has to find exactly where he is and it's like these little small pictures like there i am that's that's me claim to fame. that's me i did things here so um it's, it's a lot of fun and <laughs> my dad uh, would nerd and- out about that so hard oh yeah you would oh, yeah. her Meg's dad, nebraska fan yeah we need Yes, we need to make this happen. Let's <laughs> let's hook the dads up and make this happen because I think my dad would absolutely relish in that. He <laughs> might he might faint, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> and that's how a best friendship was born. <laughs> exactly. Wait, so real quick, um, is there any connection with you guys and um, a former fullback for the Dallas Cowboys? Is that <laughs> <laughs> yes? Um, okay, so uh, another reason that I ended up being a Cowboys fan and it just kind of trickled on was my mom also dated a gentleman named Walt Garrison, who, um, was phenomenal. He was a great, uh, person to be around. And, um, he was a big inspiration behind me playing football as well. He actually, him and my mom bought me like my first football helmet because, um, I wanted like the coolest, newest helmet to be able to play in instead of the old school ones. And, um, he was, I mean, he was there for every game. He was, I I say inspirational. His stories were great. And then actually he was a big reason why, um, I ended up going to Oklahoma state to pursue sports media, um, because he went there, he played there and, um, actually suggested once I decided that I wanted to go into being a sports reporter that, okay, Hey, OSU is trying this new sports program. I don't know if you would like it. I don't know if you'd like Stillwater, but um, you should, you should just go check out the campus and like, see if you like it. I ended up falling in love with it. It was awesome. And now it's funny how like people come into your life and you know, they might not be there for a long time, but they can make such an impact. And whether it's positive or negative, like I choose to remember the positive things about people because I feel like that's the best way to live life. And so like taking these, my journey is a bit of a roller coaster, but, um, I have seen like the bright side of every person that's been in my life along the way. And from Barry who, you know, got me in touch with Tony Romo to Walt who encouraged me to go to, um, Oklahoma state, they've all like been a little part of my, my life and made a big impact on my life, which is crazy. And they might not even know that they did it, but, um, yeah. So he, he was a, a very huge support of, uh, 
just everything that I was doing and backing me and, and taking a very untraditional route for, for women, especially in Texas. I mean, you guys know when, when we were younger, our generation, it was like, okay, if, if you're going to play football at the high school level or even younger, like you're either going to be a kicker or you're probably going to sit on the sideline because girls in Texas just don't, just don't do that. You're, you're the cheerleader or that's it. Um, but now luckily society is changing. And I think especially the state of Texas is kind of, um, altering the way that they perceive women in general. That's awesome. Okay. All right. Let's dive into the matchup <laughs> matchup because like, I could talk about you and, and our, our histories forever. Cause I just think there's so fun <laughs> and there's so much alignment. Anyways, we're all best friends. It's established, but talk to me about this weekend's game because it's a big one. I mean, both these teams are coming in top of their divisions. I know the chiefs had quote a shaky start, which is you know, it's kind of funny. It's a little laughable for some fan bases to think that the Chiefs are having a shaky, you know, season. But quite frankly, they are compared to what they've been putting on the field in recent years. And so I think that you have a lot of similarities in, in some of the things that you're going to see from both of these teams. But I'd love to kind of get your thoughts on on some of the key matchups and key storylines that you guys are specifically watching this week. Well, it certainly has been a roller coaster of a season because the first few games, the Chiefs start out with this awful defense at the bottom of the league in just about every category. Mahomes is putting up big numbers and the offense is, you know, scoring a lot, but other teams are just beating them because their defense is so absolutely awful. And so everyone here in Kansas city is in panic mode thinking, Oh my gosh, we're back to 2018 Patrick Mahomes' first year starting. And we're going to have to win games by like 50 or 60 points if we want to win. Um, so that was kind of this PTSD moment for a lot of chiefs fans. Well, when the defense starts clicking and then the offense goes into this weird, like lull and Patrick Mahomes is in a slump and they're scoring 13 points on a good day and it's just ugly. And so they were really plagued by turnovers. That's kind of been the problem is that the roller coaster is because a lot of the mental part of the game hasn't necessarily been in place for the chiefs. And when you go into that locker room or you talk to the players and the coaches, they were telling you, well, look, we, we know we see the stats, but we don't, we don't know how to fix it. And so I think a lot of people were so frustrated and they were frustrated because they didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to get back to the, the vintage chiefs as we call them. And so this past week against Las Vegas, I mean, I know the Cowboys had their, uh, you know, 43 to three victory over the Falcons felt like it was their most complete game. The chiefs are coming off of that as well against the Raiders and honestly against one of their most quality opponents here during this stretch. And so they felt like they have their quote unquote swagger back. Um, and that's <laughs> been like the mantra all week long is we got our swagger back and you know, <laughs> Mahomes puts up 406 passing yards, five uh-huh. touchdowns no interceptions, you know, no big deal. Offensive line doesn't give up a sack. Defense starts looking really good. The punter, Tommy Townsend, ends up throwing a beautiful pass for a fake punt and completing it, so special teams looks good. Um, So they are really, really looking forward to this matchup for multiple reasons. It has been highlighted, I think, on their schedule from the beginning because, let's be honest, guys, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Um, it's Dak Prescott versus Patrick Mahomes, two of the highest paid quarterbacks in the national football league. And then it's Patrick Mahomes hometown team. Like he wants to get a win over this team. And the last time that he, he technically didn't face them. They faced off in 2017, Alex Smith was at the helm, but it was Patrick's rookie season. So he sat on the sideline and watched them lose that game 
And now he's getting his own shot at, uh, at the star. So it, there's so many different storylines. It's a whole lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to this matchup, mainly because these two offenses are so explosive and they are just rolling right now. They're both coming out of wins where they feel like they can keep putting up points and putting up yards. And so honestly, I don't know what the defenses are going to do. I know Dallas has a pretty good defense. Um, and the Chiefs defense is very hit and miss. So we could come out on Sunday and they could be awful and they could just let the Cowboys run all over them and just tear them apart. But they've also shown signs of being pretty good. So maybe they end up, you know, finding a way to shut down Amari Cooper or CD lamb and the secondary uh, steps up really well. But I just, the problem is here in Kansas city is you just don't know. You don't know. (laughs) And so that's why it's crazy, but it's fun at the same time. Honestly, Meg and I were talking about it. We were like, we're going to be losing our minds this this weekend, no matter what. It's just, we don't know which way it's going to be like in a good way or a bad way. Like we're going to, it's going to be a roller coaster. Like buckle up kids. This is going to be a hell of a ride. And it's like, we're going to be in like a sea of red people. And we're going to be like rocking our Cowboys stuff. And I'm just going to be like, don't hurt me. <laughs> no, um, you, you mentioned a lot of the storylines. The one that I was laughing about the most this week, and I don't know how I didn't know about this, but, um, and we'll dive into the X's and O's people. I promise some, some more, but the, there's so many good ones around this team. The Preston road trophy. I had never heard of that before. And it slays me. It's like this basic piece of wood that they've just like engraved on it that the hunt family and then the jones family have said they both lived on preston road back in the day is like the trophy that these two bazillionaires have decided to pass back and forth whenever their teams like beat each other which is just phenomenal to me it's the greatest reality tv show of all time it doesn't even come close no it doesn't and the great thing is that it's kind of been a point of emphasis here in kansas city because i had heard of it because i am a freak and I watch all sorts of like the history NFL stories. And so I I knew it existed, but to hear Andy Reid talk about it and even Clark Hunt was really (laughs) enlightening because apparently uh, in Andy Reid's first year, he was made very aware of it by Clark Hunt about how important this trophy was um, and the whole history behind it. And so, uh, yeah, so the owners, Lamar Hunt and um, Jerry Jones came to this idea that they would create this trophy back in 1998 and they pass it back and forth. Well, the Cowboys are four, or the Chiefs are four and seven all time against the Cowboys. So um, that trophy lives with Jerry Jones quite often. Um, and my favorite story about it, though, is that Clark said when the trophy was first made, Lamar is the one who had it made. Um, he he went to pick it up, and the guy who made it for them said that it's going to cost him fifty dollars, and he was offended because he looked at him and he said. I'm sorry, any respectable trophy is worth $100 at least. So he pulls out a $100 bill out of his pocket and pays this guy for a trophy that's not even worth 100 bucks um, in order to have something that is quote unquote respectable. And so I just, I love that. I think it's so fun. And Clark told us just a couple of days ago, he said, I've already contacted Jerry. And I've made sure that he doesn't forget it in Arlington. He's going to be bringing that up to Kansas City. And we expect it to stay here. And I'm like, the passion behind this little block of wood is amazing. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place. 
to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24/7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's if you guys even saw like you should google a photo if you've never seen it it's hysterical like it is the most like homemade looking thing of all time <laughs> and i am here for it and i love that story that he was like you need 100 like i i aspire to have that kind of money where i'm like no this is worth more and i'm paying you more because it makes me feel better about myself like that's where i want to be one day goals <laughs> All right. So um, I want to, I want to dive in more, you know, you talked a lot about like how this is going to be a high powered offense, good high powered offense. The defense, you said the chiefs is suspect, um, you know, but, but I'm, I think one of the things that here in Dallas is one of the big concerns is outside of what we've got going on a couple of little different areas, but what you guys could bring to the table that you haven't had, and that's your running back Clyde Edwards, Alaire. And I want to hear, you know, the status on him, you know, he's a guy that obviously draft pick, LSU if you're into that but I will say they've done a pretty decent job of working the ball around Patrick Mahomes I mean pretty incredible like Williams and then also with Gore what they've been able to do and then when you're not relying on your on your backfield you've got the Tyreek Hill pretty good at what he does also just a little yeah like they're that's pretty all right offensive weapon duo you've got going on there but the backfield how much of an improvement do you see you know Clyde bringing to the table is is that a confirmed final thing so the crazy thing is that we are all kind of waiting on the edge of our seats to see what is going to come of Clyde edwards and when he's coming back off of IR. He technically still is on IR, and they have, I think, so he's designated to return, and the countdown was 21 days to activate him, and I think there's like 13, 12 days left to do so. Um, so Andy is very cryptic a lot of times when it comes to injuries in his press conferences, as most coaches are, because they don't want to give anything away. Um, but he said, there's a chance he could play on Sunday, which who, who knows exactly what that means. Nobody really knows whether he's going to play or not. But I think the great thing that we saw last week for Kansas city's purposes is that, um, Daryl Williams was able to show that he's not only a really good running tailback, but he also, he high points the ball. He was able to basically moss a defender, uh, in order to <laughs> score a touchdown and, it was the it, it was the Patrick Mahomes magic, the rollout, the find somebody, the pull it down, um, and make something happen that I think Kansas City fans had been waiting for. So to see him put up, uh, he was the leading rusher and leading receiver at some point during that game. I don't know exactly when it was. I just remember looking at the stats and thinking, wow, 
<laughs> the running back is the leading receiver and leading rusher. Cool. Uh, it didn't end up that way. Travis Kelsey ended up being the leading receiver with 119 yards, but um, it it's Andy Reid has kind of a different philosophy here in KC. They haven't really had like the premier back, the big name since Jamal Charles was here. And so he likes to do a running back by committee. And so I think if you watched the chiefs game against the Raiders this past week, um, he utilized all three guys and was just rotating them out. And so it's good because these guys don't get beat up and they have a lot of fresh energy whenever they come in. So they can do things, you know, they can break out on a route tree. They can be effective and get more than three and a half yards per carry whenever they do. Um, but it also shows me that you don't necessarily need that premier back or that big name back to make, this high powered offense fly. And so do you need Clyde Edwards Zilair in the mix? Does he make a difference? Absolutely. Because he is incredibly talented and he's a first round draft pick. So utilize him while you can, he's got the talent and the skills and he does help the offense out, allows it to be a little bit more balanced and keeps the defense very honest. Um, but I think that the other backs have proven that if they need to step up and step in, they certainly can. Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, I think well, we have that here in Dallas with like Tony Pollard and Zeke. Oh, Obviously, yeah. we know that Zeke is the feature back. And I think that's the beauty of having this running back by com- committee is that you have guys that are good at different things, whereas Zeke's kind of like your bulldozer, right? And you just know he's running north and south, baby, like north <laughs> and south. And he's going to take like four guys with him, okay? And I love watching that, like feed Zeke all day. But then you get TP in there on like a third down or something, you know, he's a little more shifty and intent. It's just, it's just a totally different game. And it's, it's cool to see these guys step up and take over on these assignments where, you know, they aren't the big name draft picks and whatever else. And, you know, some might be, but not as much. And, and it's just, I, I respect that style of play. And I think that's a, a true sign of a very quality team where you can get a lot out of players that don't have to be these like high powered names, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Because the defenses also, I think, underestimate them, whether they want to tell you that or not. And they recognize watching film that these are other good backs, good quality backs. But I think a lot of times when you don't see Ezekiel Elliott or you don't see Clyde Edwards Elaire in the backfield, linebackers may have a tendency to subconsciously maybe back off the play a little bit. You know, if he catches the ball, maybe I'll be a little bit more gap sound because he's a little bit slower, doesn't quite have the same explosiveness. And then that's where they get you. That's where they step up and they stand out is because they're like, okay, well, if you guys are going to take it off, I'm going to play with a chip on my shoulder and I'm going to make this play spectacular. And then they end up, you know, making a difference in the game because the defense isn't ready for them. Speaking of uh, defense and rookie contracts, we have Micah Parsons this year who is just like, come through and made a huge impact. The God. Um, I want to get your thoughts on, you know, like Dan Quinn always says that his job is to create chaos out there, but you guys have a really good O-line. <laughs> so do you see any, like any way that he's going to be able to break through and like do his job? <laughs> do I think there's a chance? Absolutely. Do I think <laughs> he will? He will definitely create pressure and he will definitely wreck some havoc. But I do think that this Chiefs offensive line is starting to kind of find itself. Um, It is a completely revamped new offensive line this year because Brett Veach, the general manager for Kansas City, did not want the same issues that they had in the Super Bowl where Mahomes' jersey was so dirty by the end of it. There were so many sacks and he was pressured all the time and happy feet everywhere. Uh, He did not want that to to be the case. you got to protect your half-billion-dollar man. 
So they went out, they literally wiped out the whole line. They're like, all right, let's get all sorts of new people. Orlando Brown at left tackle, brand new left tackle. Let's take care of him. Um, they've got Lucas Niang, who's kind of a redshirt sophomore, I guess you could say, because he opted out last year. And um, so he's kind of, you know, kind of a rookie. Then you got Trey Smith, who's a rookie from uh, out of Tennessee. And then you have Creed Humphrey, who right now at center, also a rookie. Uh, came from Oklahoma, but Great he's, name. according to all sorts of PFF ratings and stuff, um, he is one of the best offensive linemen, if not the best he's offensive lineman. crazy. Yeah. Going nuts. Going nuts. <laughs> and he's, these guys are so awesome to watch too, because like, not only are they going to get their blocks at first level, but like these guys absolutely crush the linebackers at the second level, trying to create yeah. uh, plays for, <laughs> for their backs and for even their receivers. So I really enjoy watching them. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, Andrew Wiley is now in there for Lucas Yang, who's having some rib issues. So that could be considered a weakness. But I also think that since he's been in there, Patrick has felt a little bit more comfortable, a little bit more confident. And I think a part of the reason that he was in a slump was because he just wasn't comfortable with his offensive line. And he would his dropbacks would be a little bit too much. And you, you hate saying that, you know, it's, it's Patrick Mahomes' fault because he's the golden child. But even he is the first one to admit that he was making quite a bit of mistakes during that that slow offensive period where they couldn't, you know, get anything going. And he was making bad decisions because A, he either thought he had to keep up with the with the defense because the defense was letting letting other teams score, or um, B, he didn't he he didn't feel like the offensive line knew him and he knew them. And so they're finally at a point where they're starting to click, where they're starting to feel like, okay, you're gonna be able to protect your quarterback. Mahomes is going to be able to step up in the pocket and doesn't feel like he has to bail too early. So Micah Parson is a freak and <laughs> he is one of the most fun defensive players to watch because of how versatile he is. Um, I think that he's going to be a problem. I really do. Uh, and I don't think they've seen anybody quite like him yet. Have they faced tough defenders? Absolutely. But He's, he's one of a kind besides maybe like Isaiah Simmons um, in Arizona, who is pretty versatile and he's also from this area. I, I don't think they've seen anybody like him yet. So he could definitely create some matchup problems. Yeah. That's what I like about our quarters that we have right now is it feels like, you know, Dan Quinn has enough time under his belt and he's got enough, we call him swag daddy Dan, but like genuinely <laughs> this man is just like, he lets his players like fly around and he just empowers you. Like, like Meg said, to cause chaos. And I feel like he's the kind of guy who will give this chiefs offense different looks, especially when you have the versatility in a player like Micah Parsons, who can, you know, rush over the middle, but also put his hand on the ground when you don't have, you know, with the likes of like Randy Gregory being out. And then also with, you know, we haven't had D loss. So it's been something where he's honestly, had to step up into that role and he's done an incredible job in doing that when they've asked him to do it so you know I think it's you you mentioned it this offensive line can be fire on all cylinders but I do think it's a special task to have to face someone that can kind of do it all right and one of the things Patrick Mahomes talked about early on in the season maybe he's gotten past this but i I don't think so because you're literally going into a brand new season where all of these teams have yet another year of film on you under their belts. They know you a little bit better, but Mahomes said some of these defenses early on, especially over in the AFC, they're doing things that he's never seen before. And Andy Reid even said that there are things that he hasn't seen before because defensive coordinators are adjusting. They're learning, they're adapting, they're evolving because although Mahomes has changed the quarterback position in the NFL, and has accomplished so much already, 
he's still very young in his, in his career. And there's still these coaches that are having to evolve and figure him out. And there are a lot of things that you can pick on, especially we've seen this year that if you don't blitz him and you force him to make his own mistakes, you have a good shot at winning and you're going to really see this chief's offense struggle. So there the chiefs are having to learn how to adjust to things that they've, they've never seen before. And I'm absolutely positive that the Cowboys will absolutely do the same and present some similar problems. So I want to talk about the secondary for May and kind of stay on the, um, the defensive side of the train, if you will. And yeah, it's kind of funny. It's very strange. It's to be a Cowboys fan right now, especially in light of what happened last year, especially defensively. Um, it was just a tragedy in itself. And embarrassing. Uh, we, we joke all the time. <laughs> like it was historically bad. And so any improvement would have been a great a, a victory. And to have the team that we do right now playing like they are, led by Diggs, led by Parsons, you know, these guys at the front being disruptive. It's pretty incredible to see, but this secondary has quite a task on their hands. We talk a lot about this Cowboys wide receiver core and what they bring, even with their tight ends too. Well, again, we mentioned it, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey are nothing to laugh at whatsoever. So, you know, I'd love to get your thoughts on what kind of task this secondary has on their hands. Trayvon Diggs, you know, he's averaging about an interception a game, which is incredible in itself. But do you think it's going to be that easy when you face a guy like Mahomes and then these seasoned vets in Hill and Kelsey? So there's been a lot of adjustment from the defensive side against Mahomes where they're not getting a whole lot of single coverage um, in the secondary. And so I think obviously the Cowboys will see that. They will note that and they will make those changes. Um, For Diggs, I think it'll be a lot about whether he can – uh, get some get some help, and if he has help on Tyreek, then there's a very good chance that he could force another interception and just force Mahomes into making a mistake. A lot of that has to do with obviously your you know your front seven as well, and whether they can get some kind of pressure without blitzing. And so we, I know that Dak Prescott is one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best, against the blitz this year, and that's one of the things that defensive coordinators have figured out about Mahomes is that he was last year the best quarterback against the blitz. So guess what? We're not going to blitz you anymore. We're just going to get pressure with our guys up front and we're going to make stuff happen and then make you make mistakes. So if the Cowboys defense can do that, Trayvon Diggs is going to have himself a day. Um, And then it all depends on, you know, whether Tyreek Hill is double covered. If um, Kelsey has a day, he, he just finally got back to himself last week and he has been struggling. And part of the problem with that is that this year, um, p- defenses are physical with him. It's no secret because he's a big guy. If you jam him off his route, he's not going to be as effective, but what defenses are doing this year is that they are being sneaky enough to jam him past that five yard allowance. So like seven, eight yards along, and then he can't make a play. Mahomes can't find him. A lot of their magic is based off of ad lib and just kind of figuring out where the other person is because they have this unspoken chemistry yeah. and you can't do that when you're getting your tail lit up um technically illegally because you know refs and officials aren't catching it or not enforcing it yeah you know they're they're doing they're doing what they can to win so um last week finally taking what the defense was giving them was really big and instead of Tyreek feeling like I have to run a fade route or a post route I have to get downfield every single play I have to make a big play 
he's okay with just saying, you know what, coach Reed, that's fine. I'll take the in route. I'll take the little out route. I'll take the five yard stop. Let's just get the ball moving and move the chains and take it how you can get it. And that was a big problem was that the chief's offense is so used to being so explosive that all of these players are looking at each other. Like, well, why aren't you making the big play? Why aren't you making the big play? What's what's going on here? What's wrong with us? Instead, they're learning how to adjust. So I, the Cowboys defense is really good. And I do think that they're going to have their hands full, but there are things that we've seen. There are weaknesses on film that they could take advantage of against, you know, these, these history making receivers, as you could say. Yeah. And That's no one will one. be watching that matchup closer than Aiden Diggs. So, <laughs> so true. His favorite quarterback and his dad. <laughs> Oh my God, I forgot. Yeah. Well, but that's like, speaking of digs, like digs is, that's one of the things that I've thought about a little bit is this, you can never look at this Cowboys defense, or at least this year, they've been so aggressive and physicality has been a big plus on their side and it's worked in their favor, but also it's been, it's kind of been their Achilles heel at times too. They have given up those chunk plays. Like they aren't that great in terms of pass defense, which again, it's almost like a high risk, high reward. So you can't just look at a stat sheet and say, you know, well, I'll be damned. Like I can't do this anymore because quite frankly, let's just all, let's face it. It's been working, but also, you know, I can't help but think about and worry a little bit about the concept of having a Tyreek Hill who, if you know, you have a guy like Diggs defending him and he gets a little aggressive and tries to undercut a play or something. And then he just goes and takes a top off the defense is like, goodbye. Like I'm going into the end zone now because I just like, totally yep. there for a minute. Like that's a scenario. I don't want to manifest that, but like I could see that happening. Yeah, that's definitely something that could happen. That's what Tyreek is so good at. And it's one of the things that gives Bill Belichick nightmares and has admitted that he loses sleep over the one-on-one coverage with Tyreek. And if you do that, yes, that's exactly going to happen every single time. Um, but I think defenses have adjusted and defensive coordinators know well enough that if you, uh, if you have single coverage on him, at least have somebody who's going to, who's going to um, be able to help him out bracket, cover him, disguise the defense well enough that it looks like single coverage. And then, you know, somebody ends up coming off of a linebacker and is there to help out. Uh, so I, yes, I understand why you lose sleep over that as a Cowboys fan or as just any defense in general. Um, which is why, what makes Tyreek so absolutely potent. And I mean, back in, in 2017, the, we call it the Hill Mary here in Kansas City, where he ended up scoring on the very last play of the first half. And everyone in Dallas was like, how could that happen? How could our defense let that happen? Um, it's just Tyreek. He's just, he is magical. And what he can do is um, it, you, can't, you can't plan for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Um, okay. So I want to get a little bit of a deeper dive, if you will, on this chiefs defense you mentioned it's a little bit suspect at times it's super up and down hit or miss uh so obviously any cowboys fan would be excited to hopefully exploit this opportunity but what is that going to look like if this cowboys team you know could take advantage of what we're calling currently the chiefs potential pitfall ah yes i (laughs) Give us the keys to this victory. (laughs) (laughs) Let me, let me just tell you guys how to win this game. Okay. That's uh, I'm going to be the, I'm apparently the Kansas city spy for you guys. Um, (laughs) No, but seriously, yes, it has been suspect and it's still, even though last week looked really good looked like it's starting to come together, it still is ranked towards the bottom of the league in multiple categories. And um, 
still do not do a very good job of forcing turnovers. So we have two guys. I'm sorry. The chiefs have two guys who um, <laughs> are, yes, I gotta, gotta catch myself there. It's not, it's not, it's not, we, I don't do anything on the field. Um, the, the, the chiefs have two cornerbacks who are very, very talented and coming into their own with Charverius Ward and Legereus Sneed. And we have a new guy or they have another guy, Rashad Fenton, who um, has, has this tendency to come out of nowhere and do amazing things. And so these are secondary players who aren't necessarily big names, undrafted free agents picked later on in the draft. And yet somehow Steve Spagnola has found a way to make them effective and efficient and find ways to shut down even the best receivers. So you saw that against Green Bay. Now, yes, Jordan Love was at the helm. So that, you know, might create some issues there with making the, those, those targets um, and those weapons as effective, but those guys have really stepped up. Uh, the, the safeties are, we, we've joked here in Kansas <laughs> city that Dan Sorensen bless his heart is um, every time a defensive coordinator or a quarterback go into the film room, they're like, do you know where Dan Sorensen is? Do you know where 49 is? Okay. Throw there. That would be great. Um, because he is, he has really, really struggled this year. It's been bad, but he did get an interception last week, which technically could have ended up with the, one of the other safeties with Juan Thornhill. Um, but he managed it and was kind of like his, his bright spot, the redeeming quality for him right now. So, uh, the, the safeties, Tyron Matthew, everybody knows him. He's the leader of the defense, but for this chief's defense, it's kind of a trickle down effect. So the defensive line in the pass rush has not been great this year. So the chiefs decided to go out and get Melvin Ingram. And so he comes in and he's only been here for two, three weeks. Yeah. And he's already making a huge impact just because he's able to free up Chris Jones, who, <laughs> who has gone back and forth between defensive end and defensive tackle. And now they finally realized, okay, we've got Melvin Ingram in here. Now let's move him back inside. So Chris Jones can, you know, be where he is most dominant statistics wise. So he's come onto the scene. He's getting healthier. He was dealing with a really bad hand injury at the beginning of the season. That's huge. Frank Clark's been dealing with off the field stuff. So his head hasn't quite been there. He's been dealing with injuries. Finally, the past couple of weeks, he's looked like himself. He looks more healthy. Um, he's starting to get into a groove. There's Jaron Reed, who we have not seen all season because we don't know what he's doing on the field. <laughs> uh, but Andy Reed was so excited about bringing him in here during the off season. And then he just didn't do anything. And finally he got a sack last week and he was um, putting pressure on Derek Carr. And so we're like, okay, you know, the, the defensive front, the defensive line is finally coming into its own. And Melvin Ingram is a big part of that over the last couple of weeks and the linebacking core. I know I'm, I'm like breaking down every single position. I oh, know. I love it. Are you kidding yeah, me? That's amazing. Okay. I'm getting, I'm getting a little passionate about <laughs> it's it. Good, it's good. nice <laughs> to be able to talk about, you know, this defensive kind of turnaround, I guess you could say. So then you've got young guys in the linebacking core. Anthony Hitchens has been there for a while, but oh, we love uh, Anthony. Yeah. How could you not? He's amazing. <laughs> yes. But, um, even though he's got the green dot, there are younger guys that are stepping up and stepping in and Willie Gay Jr. And then second round pick from last year, Nick Bolton, who's a guy out of Mizzou and has been, you know, rookie of the week and has gotten so much notoriety and leading the team in tackles. So there's this transition that's happening on the defense. A lot of it is because guys are getting healthy. And so I think that the Cowboys are going to see a better, much improved defense than has been presented to a lot of the other teams during the season. Wow. I Can't hate that. Wait. For us. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, she's got me shaking my boots over here. Like, um, don't love any of what you just said, but okay. <laughs> Great. Cool. <laughs> All right. Um, like she made it sound so fun. I was like, oh, that's great. And I was like, wait, we have wrong to- team. Have wrong to team. <laughs> okay. So all that to say, um, do you have a prediction for this weekend? I'm going to have to, uh, we're going to have to ask you to <sighs> actually call out, uh, call out a winner here. I know. I know. <laughs> and I've, I've actually been put on the spot a couple times and I, Look, this game is going to be so close and I'm so excited. And I'm hoping it's like a, I'm hoping it's like a 55, 52 game. Like I hope it's just crazy. <laughs> awesome. That's, that's uh, some ba- Baker and Patrick stuff. Like we're not let's doing go. that. <laughs> I, no, I'm all about it. Please, I need it. We, we need, we need that. The NFL needs that this year. Let's yeah. go. Um, that just means our defenses suck though. I'm just saying. <laughs> also true. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So, but you know what? I would sacrifice that. I'm okay, okay. with that. Okay. You know, let's, let's make it exciting. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be that high scoring because I think both defenses, like I mentioned, are kind of coming into their own yeah. and are pretty solid. So look, Cowboys fans, you're going to hate me for this. Yes. I love the Dallas Cowboys, but I think that the chiefs do actually have their swagger back. And I think that they're going to end up pulling this one out like 33 to 30. Yeah. Yeah, this that's what I'm going two weeks with. In a wow. row, two weeks in a row when we have the same score prediction, but like opposite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Um, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I was, I was saying, I believe <laughs> I'm that. I'm down, yeah, it's coming down to a field goal is my, is a solid Without question. Yeah, it's got to. Yeah. Yeah. It was very unfair of me to ask you because like, I obviously immediately got anxiety when I thought about what my answer was going to be. <laughs> And I was like, no, words are hard. I can't decide right now. Honestly, obviously I'm picking the Cowboys, but I do think it's going to be a really big test. And I think it's going to be close, like you said. And I think it's going to be a matter of truly this Cowboys offense, what they're bringing to the table right now, adding in Michael Gallup is going to be a big thing as well. You can't ignore any offensive weapon that this Dallas Cowboys team has. And that truly is what makes them special in my mind. I, you know, but it really is going to be on the defense to give this offense time to cook. Let Kellen cook but you have to get Patrick Mahomes off the field. You have to, otherwise it is going to be hundred to 103, you know, like it's going to be insanity. And so I, I just think, I mean, not that I would fully hate that. I would hate that a lot, but like, it would be kind of entertaining to say the least for sure. Um, but I have to go with the Cowboys on this one. I think they do have the edge, but I think it really could go either way. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a fair matchup across the board. The problem is that I'm going to be sitting next to Kelsey and she, um, she hates kickers. I hate so it. if it comes down to a field goal, we're going to have an issue. <laughs> okay. So one time I made this really terrible reference. Cause I was just like, so irritated. I was like, okay, it's like a free throw. Like you have to just make it like you just have to make it. And I was so mad. And basically I had to cancel myself because I was really mad at one of our kickers. And then it turns out that he's like the most wonderful human being of all time. who like straight up FaceTimes his children before every practice. And I'm just like killing this guy on like social media. And I was like, okay, so maybe not. took her phone away for like a week. I literally was like, turn my account off because I'm a bad person. She has a contentious relationship with kickers. I understand that these players are human beings and they have feelings and we get a chance to talk to them every single week and we get to know them and their families. Yes. But 
there's also truth to the fact that they get paid millions of dollars to Fair. also be criticized by people like us. So, <laughs> you know, we're just, we're just keeping them grounded and yeah. um, we're, te- we're telling them like it is. And you know what? Sometimes that's the purest form of love. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Kelsey will keep the kickers humble. That's I will. Sure. Damn it. I got it. Long <laughs> I'm here for you. Um, all right. Last question because um, Megan Murray, I'm actually going to let you ask this one because it's, it's your, it's the Texas, chain of uh the most important type of fast food but we really did we talked about runs on the front end we got to talk about a texas uh special that has apparently made its way to texas or i'm sorry to kansas excuse me yes patrick mahomes spearheading the way for whataburger in uh kansas and kansas city um have you had it yet so like in um, kansas city like i want to know if it's oh okay i was gonna say (laughs) i know you've had it being from here but yeah 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 We, okay. So the day it, the day that it opened, Mm -hmm. we have done, I work at KCTV five in Kansas city. I'm a sports director there. And we have literally led all of our shows with the traffic jam that has occurred because of this one (laughs) Whataburger. We have, yes, we have helicopter and drone video that we run on our newscasts of how far backed up the whole city of Lee's (laughs) summit is because of this Whataburger. I'm like, I, I'm sorry. By the time I got through that drive-through line or the line outside of it, I could have driven down to Tulsa or Oklahoma City and gotten <laughs> myself some Whataburger. <laughs> so I have not been there yet. I'm going to let the That's excitement fair. subside. But I will tell you that I am thoroughly excited about it being here because I love me some honey butter chicken biscuits. Oh, oh yes. HBC. Yes. <laughs> the best. So um, yeah. I... I, I challenge anyone who loves honey butter chicken biscuits to add egg to it next time they go to Whataburger. Oh, it is phenomenal. My husband introduced me to it and I highly recommend it. So I, it will be tried at some point. However, I am not waiting in that two hour long line <laughs> just to fair. get some Whataburger. I lived <laughs> in Kansas City when they got Chick-fil-A for the first time. It was a big deal. Like huge, I, huge. I drove to Olathe and sat in like, hours long lines just to get an effing chicken whatever sandwich and like I was just like in heaven like it was great so anyways um I respect the Kansas City way to show up all right um Danny, we won't keep you forever because we could talk to you forever but I think we just need to hang out with you this weekend <laughs> it's really what I've taken away from this whole conversation um, really I think that we're best friends so yeah, we can like, go play I'm, karate in the garage if you want to yeah well, like for I'm, anyone else that's traveling to Kansas City um, where are some like places that you have to go? Like, I know everyone's like, you have, have to have barbecue. I Joe's know Joe's KT. is very popular. Joe's. Joe's is yeah. great. Yeah. And it's Oklahoma. I'm a big fan of Joe's. I just really still like, as I, it's Oklahoma. <laughs> like, I hate that we call it Joe's Casey. Like that's so whatever. Anyways, keep, I'll, I'll stop <laughs> places you have to go. Well, it kind of depends on your interest. Like I'm a huge fan of like the Nelson Atkins museum. And, um, not expensive. So yeah, go check that out. If you get an opportunity, it's really cool. Kind of the staples got the big shuttle cocks out front. Um, is that the one that they did the like mini golf or whatever in front of it? Or is that a different museum? No, I think that's right. Um, so I do recommend that. Um, and then obviously, yeah, do as much barbecue as you can while you're up here, because there's, you know, there's Q39, which is like the bougie barbecue <laughs> and, uh, Joe's, I, I am personally a huge fan of Joe's because I love the, uh, the Z-Man sandwich. That's like my jam. Oh, it's yeah. so good. 
Yep. So um, definitely recommend those. And then um, I don't know if you guys are going to swing by this place called Arrowhead, but it's pretty awesome. So I would like highly recommend <laughs> you checking out the, the Truman Sports Complex and, and getting a feel for the Sea of Red. So those are probably my top three. Uh, hey, we're bringing the blue with us. So <laughs> it's going to. We're going to, we're going to show up and show out. We always travel well, so we'll see how we show up in that stadium. I don't know if anyone wants to sell any more tickets to us, but yeah, seriously. look, and what's crazy is, so I, I know that Cowboys fans are obviously transplants and they're all over the country just because of their history. Uh, but it's been really interesting this week to see kind of the, um, I don't want to say like the closet cowboy fans, but <laughs> like joking about Chick-fil-A, I ran through Chick-fil-A last night and I actually have, I know Chiefs fans, you're going to hold me accountable for this, but I actually have, um, Cowboys, uh, seat covers on my car. Um, and so, uh, as I'm driving through Chick-fil-A, two of these Chick-fil-A employees pop their heads out of the drive-thru and they're like, what, are you a Cowboys fan? And I'm like, well, like I grew up a Cowboys fan. These are from a long time ago. Like I'm a chiefs fan now. And they're like, we're Cowboys fans. Like we want to tell you that we're so excited. And we don't we're have be to hide game. anymore. We don't have to hide. It's so, <laughs> it's so funny because you, you do, you see the Cowboys fans out and about now that the week is here. And so I think it's, it's a lot of fun. I think they're going to be a lot more, a lot more uh, Navy and silver than people realize. That's amazing. I'm excited. I'm going to be loud. So I'm, y'all get I'm ready. It'll be fun. <laughs> um, Danny, you're the greatest. Where can the people find you? What kind of work you guys got going on right now that we can make sure that Cowboys fans get their hands on before Sunday? Before Sunday? Well, obviously, uh, I think some of our best stuff is posted on kctv5.com. You can see the chief side of things if you just want a little bit of, you know, that peek inside enemy territory. Uh, We do segments called Best Bets. Um, If you're a betting person, what lines you should take in this, all that good stuff. Uh, But also check me out at kctvdanny on Twitter. And then I'm also on Facebook, Danny Welniak, and you can find some some pretty good stuff. Patrick Mahomes talking about facing his childhood team. Lots on the Preston Road Trophy because I too am obsessed with that storyline. <laughs> um, and then we also have some good stuff from from Andy Reid and a couple of the coordinators. So I love it. Let's go. Danny, you're I love a it. badass. This was so good. Danny <laughs> Wilniak, everyone. And uh, yeah, I guess we'll see how things shake out this weekend. Thanks for joining us. Sounds good. And I'm going to end it with this because this is what I do. Go Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> wow you're a good fan i'm proud of you for that (laughs) so we actually end our show with uh, a little dallas forever philly for never but i might have to throw casey in there this week oh wow (laughs) let's go (laughs) game on ladies (laughs) 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 i'm laughing because i'm waiting for you to be like well yeah, yeah, I was going to do that. And I was like, I don't know if I can like get the timing on that. Right. But you know what? We'll just pretend like what you said, I said, so fine with that. <laughs> dude, she was incredible. I, uh, I'm in awe, um, but I'm also scared, but I'm also excited. I'm, and I also still think we're going to win. There's so. just so many emotions. Yes, truly. Very much like the anchorman seem like loud noises. Like that is the epitome of like how I feel. Like I am very hype. There, this weekend, the next 10 days are going to be freaking epic. And it's going to start with a Dallas Cowboys victory in Arrowhead. You heard it here first. I literally am saging my entire bag. Um, oh, okay. I'll, I'll do the same. <laughs> with good vibes. Yes. Like I, I'm, 
I'm talked myself in and out of this win like many times, but you know what? Um, we're going all the way. We got this in the bag. I'm very excited. Um, it's going to be a good one, you guys. Easily the game of the week. Like we said, two teams leading their divisions respectively. There's a lot of similarities in this team. You guys know at this point, I like to draw similarities um, for better or for worse, but you got some two pretty incredible quarterbacks and they've got a nice little receiving core on both teams. The defense, I think ours obviously is rating out a little bit better than theirs at this point, but you know what? They've also had their moments as we saw recently and that's okay. We're not gonna talk about it, but it is what it is. You know, O-lines, it's really interesting to say that I feel like I might even be giving them the edge at this point right now. That's a very, I'm not ready to go that far, but like, yeah, either way, it's a, it's going to be a freaking great game, a fun game, a good matchup. And uh, let's just cross up here as it works out for the blue team. Oh yeah. And I'm, I'm so glad that um, Aiden was given the correct Jersey to wear this weekend. We just got to make sure he practices saying Dak Prescott instead of Patrick Mahomes. Um, because <laughs> although you do, do need to know Patrick Mahomes because that's who your dad's going to pick off Aiden. So Correct. we got this. Correct. Um, we do. I like, I know I say this all the time and I know it's like, it would be incredibly weird, but like, I wish we kind of had an Aiden cam. Honestly, <laughs> kid reporter, make it happen. Yeah. It, oh my gosh. That would be, pr- call the PR team. <laughs> I'm actually going to recommend that. No. <laughs> And when I say know he's going to be there. Heck yeah. I'm going to be like, someone needs to make that happen. We can surely make it happen. I mean, literally you guys, I'm not even joking. I was up at the star yesterday. Uh, and I, I was buying a shirt to wear for Thanksgiving and I was trying on the Jersey. Cause as the, you guys all know, I don't have a Jersey and um, my employee discount. No one is allowed to get a discount on Trayvon Diggs Jersey. I can get a discount on anything else in the store, any Jersey, <laughs> anything. But not Trayvon Diggs, because that man is on fire. And I was just like, you know what? Good for him. Like, that's, that's pretty funny. So. <laughs> like, love that for you. Hate that for my wallet. Um. Correct. Correct. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So I think I want to quickly end this. Um, and I know Meg probably has some recommendations, too. If you guys are going to the game, um, there's some things that you should probably do, which includes uh, eating barbecue. And I would say that Joe's KC is top of my list. The Z-Man's really popular. I love the pulled pork, like I said. Also, Arthur Bryant's is amazing. Um, let's see. What's the steakhouse I used to go to all the time? Um, I'm like forgetting that Hereford house. Oh my God. Hereford house is awesome. Uh, just FYI. Oh my gosh. I have not, I used to go to prom and homecoming there. Oh, wow. What a trip. Um, anyways, so that would be great. I would recommend that. Um, if you guys, this is a very random one for you, but it's fine. Cause I'm random. I just don't think Texas has like the greatest Chinese food of all time. There's a couple places that I like, but Bo Ling's is really incredible. So you should totally <laughs> go check that out. Um, if you feel like it. And then I would also say, um, going to, uh, apparently Q39 is really good too, but, um, Martin yeah. city brewing brewery. There we go. Words are hard. And Boulevard brewery are really great too. And then Casey power and light is kind of like where people go out. Um, unless you're like in the suburbs where I might be, but uh, then, then you should go to Tanner's. So if that even exists anymore, because Tanner's <laughs> rules. <laughs> yeah. um, if you guys have the out of office app, I've like, I put some of my recommendations on there. I'll probably finish putting oh, them on. Good call. Um, but yeah, if you, it's a fun app, like just to explore stuff around like whatever city you may be um, going to. I even have like, I put some Prairie Village stuff on there too. 
Um, but yeah, if you have out of office, follow both of us on there and we'll put some stuff on for, um, I have, I have a bunch of Arlington recs too, for like, um, the upcoming home games, if you want to check those out, but, um, also, um, building the Kansas city list right now, I've got some stuff on there. So check it out out of office app, check it out. I'm quitting my day job. I'm so. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Well, this was fun. We're really excited for this weekend. Obviously, hopefully, you will be there. If not, um, cheer us on spirit in all caps on the Twitters. You can find me at Kelsey underscore Charles. I'm also on Instagram at Hey Kelsey Charles. And Megan is at Meg Murray with four R's on both of those platforms. Um, also, so. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to the Blog and the Bat Boys podcast where you get your podcast from Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. We're also on YouTube. So uh, check out all the great content there by our crew. Everyone is amazing. I love being a part of this team. Um, but in light of the fact that we are going to Kansas City and we are playing against a former coach that spent a lot of time in Philly, um, this, this ending, this closer of ours feels especially applicable this week, Megan. Dallas forever. Billy and Casey for never. And Jackson, lay out the TikTok. <laughs> no, leave that to us this weekend. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today Support for this show comes from Wix Studio. Designers and devs, you might be able to do your thing better on Wix Studio, a web platform with everything you need to deliver bespoke sites hyper-efficiently. Design teams get a ton of smart features that can take the grind out of web creation without it costing per-pixel control. Dev teams, you get a zero-setup, developer-first environment combined with an AI code assistant and your preferred IDE for rapid deployment. Search Wix Studio today to explore the full range of features.